Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, a writer, entrepreneur, and changemaker, and I've dedicated my life to sharing stories of how people make meaning in their work and find purpose in their lives. This podcast highlights some of the great ideas and activities people do every day to make the world a better place. So much of the meaning we find comes from interacting with great people, developing relationships that are mutually beneficial, and doing work that inspires. I hope you'll be inspired by the people you meet on this podcast. We all need to find a way to make meaning in the mundane. Here at the Make Meaning Podcast, we love Clay Carnell. Not only is he a really cool guy and fun to be around, he's the mastermind behind our podcast, recording our interviews and then making sure they sound fantastic. We basically wouldn't have a podcast without him. So today, I'd like to turn the mic in another direction and interview our very own sound engineer about the trend of podcasting and why everyone is so hot on storytelling. A few things you might want to know about Clay. He's a musician and an artist. He loves Detroit. He started playing guitar at the age of 13 and learned to record himself playing and making videos. He's worked in an Apple store, been a wedding photographer, and has toured as a musician in his career. He also did a stint as a barista at the North American International Auto Show here in Detroit. Clay, welcome to this side of the Make Meaning podcast. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. It's very cool. It's like I get to actually look at you instead of like, I know he's standing over there in the Mm -hmm. corner, but you're on the show. This (laughs) is so cool. Yeah, it does feel a little weird for me too because I'm looking back over at the recording gear and like making sure everything's working. So I'll try to do both at the same time. This better be the best sounding episode. I mean, really? You know? It will be. Right, right. So, okay, I want to start. Like, you gave so much great information Mm -hmm. in in your pre interview as I was prepping for this. So, I want to start by asking you about this concept of servant leadership Mm. and um, that you consider storytelling through through podcasts a sacred moment. So mm-hmm. talk about that. Like your role as a servant leader and and the sacredness of podcasts, like tell me about that. Yeah, so the idea of um podcasting and, and and that's the expression now but listening to someone tell their story or listening to someone uh, and being quiet, the mm-hmm. quieting of yourself. Yeah. To me um that's the sacredness of it. And okay. so being in another person's space while you while they are talking and you quiet yourself to listen and honor their experience, what they have to share sure. is is that. And um, kind of where I, I picked that up from was the, when I got into recording as a job, mm-hmm. I interned at a studio and okay. I started doing um, recording and, and on location recording. So I would go out to film shoots, TV shoots, and you know documentary stuff. And we would sit down and the, um, the interviewer would talk for, or, or the interviewer would ask questions and it would go on for about an hour or so, and you're just wow. sitting there. And, and as the sound engineer, like your job is to make sure that no interruptions happen. Right. So you're checking flight track data over where you are in the location. You're making sure there's no like buses outside, things like that. <laughs> and so you're trying to really create this quiet space so this person can share. And that discipline of like making sure that everyone is quiet so this person can listen is the act of doing that. And so where I learned that from was um, the guy who uh, brought me on as an intern and who taught me. He he had that philosophy that that approach to um, being quiet while someone else listens. You're you're on. He described it as you're on holy ground. You're yeah. you're in a sacred um, moment when you quiet yourself to listen to someone else speak. And so I just kind of carried that with me out after 
uh, working with him. So like mind exploding right now, because I'm thinking about how this applies to so many different contexts. You know, it's one thing, you know, you're, you're recording a story, you're sharing it with the world. Um, so it's a really beautiful and powerful way to look at it. But frankly, I mean, shouldn't we take that into every interaction, every story that somebody's sharing with us, you know, like, absolutely, like thinking about how often do we interrupt when somebody's mid-story, you know, because, and when you do that, I think about this all the time, when you do that, you're like, wait, what I have to say is so much more important. Let me just jump in, which you don't mean to do, but anytime you're waiting to get in, you're not listening to the other person. Right. And so frankly, we could all learn from that perspective in our relationships, uh, me with my kids, you know, like just to be there, just to take in what they're saying fully before responding. Right. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, to be honest, it is very hard. And I, I do not do this perfectly. Um, it's very difficult to be quiet. Uh, I'm sure, as you know, I like to talk a lot, you know, yeah. off mic when it's not recording. <laughs> so I like to talk a lot. And uh, in conversations with friends, I do find myself cutting people off because huh. I want to say something, I want to cut in, I want to. You know, I want to say what I want to say. Like, I see where they're going. I'm excited. I feel like I want to interrupt and share yeah. something, too, to keep it going, show that I have interest in right. what they're saying. You can relate. I you can know. relate. Yes. Yeah. But if uh, one thing at the um, Apple Store they taught us was when you're when you're instructing someone how to use a computer or how right. to use a device, um, our common instinct is to point Oh. At what you're what you're showing, uh-huh. and so they said, if you have a difficult time not pointing or doing the thing for the person, right. sit on your hands. So uh, this is another way of basically sitting on your hands, it's yeah. like being quiet while someone else talks. And um, so interesting, yeah. And so I found myself, you know, like seven a.m. I'm teaching um, someone how to, you know, very basic. Check your email. Right. How to have an email address. Right. And to me, I'm, this is the simplest thing you could do. Right. You could just have an email address. You just check your email. That's how you do it. Yeah. There's some people who don't know how to do that. Right. So what happens is you sit on your hands and you have to be really patient and it forces you to really listen, to not go in the direction you see it's going, but to honor and respect the other person's experience and really enter into what they're kind of going through to get uh, the goal that you want to accomplish done. Interesting. So empowering them to really learn and take it into themselves as opposed to stepping into that Mm -hmm. space. That's really interesting. Absolutely. I'm going to have to try to sit on my hands a little bit more. (laughs) I think that's really good advice. (laughs) Well, it's hard. I would say too that it's hard when you're an interviewer because you're trying to follow the story. You're showing interest. You have have the story of, you know, this person you want to tell, you want to get the good questions out of them. So it's definitely a skill. And I think it's, it's not necessarily a thing you can... Uh, be perfect at, but yeah. it's more a discipline that you continually work through. And so, you're a great interviewer. Oh, so you're and you sweet. do listen, and because I edit all the podcasts, and you're a great listener. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I like to let people talk and tell their story. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've been an interviewer for a long time. I started as a journalist, and so you know, I'd be on the phone or in person, taking notes, typing, writing, whatever. Um, and and I always find a couple of things. First of all, you know, I never in an interview for for the podcast I do, but for like journalistic endeavors. I don't write questions ahead of time. I do my research and then I sort of wing it because I feel like those questions are great, but you're going to go in whatever direction it takes you. Um, which is interesting because when people work for me, I always ask them to write the questions out first. And then I'm like, wait, why am I doing that? I don't do it, you know? But yeah. um, but just to sort of see how the story unfolds. And I find that the very best information comes at the end. So, you know, you could have great little nuggets along the way. And then the, the last statement or two is like, oh, 
that's gold. Like this is mm. why we've been in the conversation for so long because yeah. it was leading up to this. And you could never have anticipated that it was going to come. Right. You can't plan that out. It has to come from human interaction and chemistry. And you have to be knowledgeable about who the person is and what they're bringing, you yes. know, what kind of story you want to tell. But ultimately you have to let the story take it, it tell itself. Yeah. You and know? Podcast is, um, podcasting is such an interesting medium that we've chosen to as like a society to accept and embrace because yeah. it's a long form um, medium to yeah. where, you know, there are podcasts that are, I mean, the longest podcast I think I've listened to is about five hours long. It <gasps> took me long. three or four, you know, settings, but yeah. there are some podcasts that say, hey, we're going to hit record and we've got all day with wow. this one special person and uh -huh. we're going to spend all that time just kind of talking back and forth. Yeah. There are dull moments, you know, and there are really interesting moments. I guess sometimes can't get comfortable until they understand that they're safe in this environment. And right. I can't tell you how uh, how many people get nervous as soon as the mic is turned on, yeah. as if it there's something changes. Mm -hmm. Nothing has changed. Right. Um, what, the microphones are here. They've been here. They'll be here when you leave. But as soon as something's being recorded or it's like a moment or you're live or someone hears that, yeah. you know, there, sometimes things can change a little bit. Like the... Um, so once people can get comfortable, if they have that obstacle, yeah, at, at, you know, ten minutes in, twenty minutes in, an hour in, hour and thirty minutes in, you start to get those what you're talking about, those nuggets, those really good things where you're like, oh my gosh, I never anticipated that. And it sounds like for you, questions might actually be another obstacle that yeah. a guest or the interviewer could get caught up in, rather than. Is that, is that true? Well, I mean, it's interesting because when I was early in my journalistic career, I don't know if it was lack of patience. And so like, oh, I'll just run to it. I'll I'll wing it. I'll just mm. call the person and I don't want to spend time on it. Maybe laziness on my part. But I think now it's a deliberate choice because um, I do all my research. I, I actually read on paper because I'm older and I, you know, highlight things with like colored highlighters so that it jumps out at me. But then when I'm with the person, I just want to hear what they have to say. And, and a really great interview interviewer will hear what they're saying and then ask about that. Mm. And so if you plan it out and you structure it too much, you you sort of cut off that creativity. Yes. You know, and you have to you have to talk to somebody and say, "Wow, that was interesting. I didn't know that about you. Tell me more." You know, I was talking with someone today about um who does some work for my company and she does a great job and we were just talking about our process of working together. And halfway through I said, "You know what? I really want to know how you got into doing this." And um, you know, tell me about how your business came to be. And so we spent 20 minutes and I was hearing her journey and I had never asked that. And we've been working mm. together now for like 2 or 3 months. And and it helped me to understand her better and to know more about where she's coming from and have a little bit of reverence for her journey. Right. Because you have to see another person, you know, in their entirety in order to be able to step into their experience. It's so true. It can't be just in context to you. Yeah. It has to be like their whole world. And and I'm so lucky to see it and to experience it for a minute, you right. know, yeah. which I think is what the podcast medium does for us. Um it's funny because I listen to a lot of podcasts. I drive around a lot. We do in Michigan. Mm -hmm. And um, I get I like the radio. I like to sing along, but I get bored. Uh, even though I have Sirius XM, I'm, you know, I can tune into a lot of channels, but I, I have my favorite podcasts. And so sometimes when I'm driving a kid home from school or something, I'll say, Oh, let's listen to this podcast. My youngest is like, Oh, I hate podcasts. Just the whole genre hates mm. it. And I'm like, what is that about? You know, why, how can you hate podcasts? There's so many different ones and it's storytelling and you know, some are good, some are not. And he's right. like, Mom, it's so boring. It's just it's just people talking. And so I've thought about that a lot because I'm sort of I'm wondering, like, 
what what is the obstacle? Like just the whole genre. I find it interesting to hear people connect and share, you know, pieces of their experience and their life and other people to like support them or guide them or, you know, whatever. Um I don't know. I just I and I don't know if it's generational. Now he's 13. So right. is he too young? I mean, we could listen to books on tape and he's done that before even mm-hmm. when he was little. Stories, you know, that are basically our podcasts and but they're maybe for him or something. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just you have to find your entry point. Um which is a good way of segueing into asking you about this genre of podcast. Mm. And I feel like everybody's podcasting. So Everybody and their mom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like is it special? Like what is what is this about? Like, what? Are, why are we in this era of podcasting and where are we going with it? Yeah, great question. I mean, the, the truth is, is that we're still kind of figuring out a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the last study that I had read was that 50% of Americans have heard a podcast. So it's only half. Okay. You know, so there's a lot of room to grow. Um, some people have uh, labeled this as like the golden era of podcasting. And it's kind of true in the sense mm. that people are discovering their way. They're finding, you know, right now, if they're... I think like 700 or 800,000 podcasts that are oh available. Gosh. And um, I know YouTube is another way people podcast, but there's enough content. I forget what the stat is, but there's enough content uploaded in one day to mm-hmm. like that a person could watch in a lifetime. Oh my gosh. Something like that, or an hour or, you know, upload an hour in a day. And so there's so much content that you, you have to, um, this is going a little bit out of your question, but I'll come back, I promise. Yeah, no. um, You have to protect yourself a little okay. bit from how much there actually is because you can kind of just go with whatever. Yeah. But podcasting should never be something that you, um, and it was your son, right, that said, yeah. I don't like podcasting. Yeah. Um, that to me seems like possibly a very healthy response because he hasn't found how it can be a tool for him yet, right. but he's not ready to just start doing it just because. Right. So podcasting, because there's so much content out there, you have to protect yourself as a consumer. Um as being part of the experience, you have to make sure that when you're choosing to listen to podcasts, obviously trying new things is a great idea and, and finding new interests and discovering, you know, what's out there. And um, it's not a waste of time, but really using it as a tool yeah. to help you or to expand your consciousness or your mind, or your ideas, your thoughts. Hmm. And so podcasting is a great opportunity. Now, I don't necessarily have the answer on why we've chosen this way. And sometimes I'm really confused and sometimes I feel like I have the answer on why we're all choosing podcasting as like a way to connect. But really, it's just another, um, it's just the evolution of radio. I mean, it's just an evolution of that. And I think um, one of the biggest uh, contributors to that was, um, this is a personal opinion, but it's uh, what's considered to be the prosumer market, which is where you and I can go to a store in our area and go buy the equipment required to make yeah. a podcast and it's, upload yeah. it from our basement. Highly accessible, it's definitely. A, it's affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's accessible, and it the the barrier of entry okay. is very low. Yeah. So being able to do a podcast, that's why there's so many. Yeah. Um, I think maybe, uh, I, and I really don't know why we're doing this other than. It one thing you said earlier was it is allowing us to connect with new people. It is allowing us to listen to new stories, putting ourselves in other people's shoes. Um, and great media really challenges us to think outside of our own personal experience, right. while also feeling that deep connection 
um, of like, oh, this feels true to me. This is real or like this is right. right. You know. Right. So as we listen to other people's stories, as we hear issues happening in our world, it's so important that we have this ability to do it and that the benefit of having such a low barrier of entry into this world right. allows us to have so many people competing for our interest yeah. um, to where we're going to be hearing great stories. We're going to be hearing that. And, um, you know, you can listen to podcasts for free. And it's yeah. it's free. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, and so I started the Make Meaning podcast as a marketing tool for mm. my company, Your People, um, and it very quickly became its own thing. You know, sort of a labor of love. It's um, something I've been de- dedicating my whole career to. Is you know figuring out how people find meaning and purpose and life and work and all different things. And I'm fortunate that I can just use it as an excuse to talk to amazing people and share their stories, which continues my journalistic career even as I work in marketing and PR. Um, and so I've been so you know I always like to get underneath and behind the scenes and say like what is this about? So I started it as a tool, but I I don't know maybe it sends business our way hopefully, but. But that's really not the purpose of it anymore. It's yeah. more like to to really connect with people, share great stories, and also look at this question that I have really pondered my whole life is how do you make meaning? How do you find your purpose? Mm. And for me, the, I mean, I've never been the kind of person who can just like, I'll take a job to, to earn a buck. Like it has to mean something. And I think we're in an era of purpose where people have the luxury of saying, you know, is this work meaningful? Yeah. You know, is there is there a reason greater than me to do it? So I think it's a really important topic. And I, you know, now we're only just starting to be mindful of like, do we have an audience? Let's build it. <laughs> Let's get out there more. But I, it's it's a fun medium too. Right. You know. Yeah. And um, just so everybody knows that's listening, I mean, the guests that come on this uh, podcast. Um, whether we get to, we get to uh, we have the privilege of talking to them on the phone before and after the interview. You know, people come in through the studio. We get to shake their hand, get to hug them, sit down, hear them laugh, you know, and talk with them. And it's such a meaningful um, experience to have. And 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 I know that uh, this podcast in particular, when people are asked the question of how do you make meaning in your in your life, like where do you find purpose, they um, the guests that we have in here really take it seriously. Yeah. And yeah. when you ask the question, I mean it is a serious question. And um, you've done a great job of making sure that people feel comfortable when they go to answer that. And so people who are listening to this podcast get that thing that you were talking about. You didn't say the X factor or the the nugget. I think you right. said what yeah. said that. Yeah. And um, that's a really unique thing. That's Thank a really you. unique thing, and especially for this podcast. And so I stand over here and I'm really quiet. You don't hear me very much. <laughs> but um, I really enjoy meeting every single person that comes through here. That's so and, cool. And uh, through, through podcasting, I, I've really, you know, most of my work was not podcasting before this. Right, right. It was through other um, other mediums, you know. Yes. Uh, but I've moved into this space successfully, um, thank goodness. And I think like that's one of my favorite things about doing this is that I get those off mic opportunities to talk to someone and know they're a real person and yeah. get to like look them in the eyes and see what they get distracted by or like how they take their coffee or like little things like that are really add a, a richness to the experience. Well, you're leading me into a really good question because um, I know the list is very long of all the cool people that you've gotten to meet through podcasting. <laughs> so like, I think there's Teresa May, Bill mm-hmm. Nye, Ellie Goulding, Tony Hawk, yep. among sat, others. Sat in that chair that you, in this you're, chair? In, yeah, you're in right now. I'm, yeah. in, I'm on hallowed ground. That's very yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so like, talk, tell me a little bit about some of the most fascinating conversations that you've been privy to or mm. like, 
do all these people have something in common? I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I've been able to really do a good job of describing um, the in-between moments uh-huh. um, or what would be considered like behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But when you get to like drink whiskey at 11 a.m. with Tony Hawk, you know, there's like <laughs> there's not really a way to describe that experience. Uh, and I don't even other than you know, we had to find the whiskey. He like, he told, so the <laughs> podcast was basically, you have to have a drink okay. during the podcast. Okay. It can be water. It can be coffee. It can be whiskey, Japanese whiskey. <laughs> and like the night before we get a text message that like Tony Hawk prefers this very specific style of whiskey. Oh my gosh. And we're like, I'm calling like distributors. I'm calling you know, <laughs> my local shop. I made a relationship with this guy who owns a, Shop in uh, Gross Point Park um, mm-hmm. who has whiskeys, but turns out the hotel here has the exact no whiskey. Yeah. So we're like, oh, we got it. That's awesome. And you're just like, man, after he comes through and you, like, you get to talk and for him, you know, these like, um, for him, me meeting him was like meeting an idol of yeah. mine. You know, I grew yeah. up playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. And cool. so there was like this little detail that we did. I hope I'm describing the experience right, but this little thing we did where the crew that was in here, because it was a film shoot, uh-huh. we did was... We took the um, we took the speakers in this room and we played the Tony uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three soundtrack. Okay. While he was here in the room. Cool. And he noticed that we had the songs, you know, and he yeah. had said something to us, and that like all those like little things of just being with someone, of like spending just I mean it was just an hour we only yeah. had an hour with him he's very busy we're not yeah. here to become best friends I mean that's right. not going to happen right um but to just share that one hour with him where we get to do like a little nonverbal nod to hey we really all the young people in this room like we grew up playing your video games yeah. we saw you do the 900 on TV at 11 p.m because you fell down seven times before like we saw these we experienced these moments to have just a short moment with him where we get to share something like that yeah. and just be in their presence was just a really special experience. I have no pictures with famous people. <laughs> I have no <laughs> pictures. I don't ask for pictures. Um, for some reason I haven't gotten over yet. Um, but I don't, that's good actually. You know, I mean, we're always recording the, the memory, but yeah. not being in the memory. And so yeah. I'm sure you will never forget that. And will, it'll I be a clear no. picture in your yeah. mind forever, you yeah. know? But I guess to answer, yeah, it's so true. I guess to answer your question though about, um, the question was... Some of the conversations you've been privy to, but yeah. also things that all of yeah. these like famous people have in common too. Yeah. Like, are you seeing a shared humanity in the podcast studio? Are you seeing, you know, um, similar wrestling with issues, like, you know, pondering meaning, that kind of thing? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> so based on the people, you know, each person has a personality, yeah. very unique. And you're in a situation when you start, when you, when someone enters a studio, there's a job to be done. And so you're, you're, you're on a team. Mm-hmm. And the one thing you have to destroy that can often get in the way is there's a celebrity or there's a person who's of notable right. experience. We have to cater, you know, th- like it's, it's not us versus, well, I guess I'm describing the problem by saying it can often feel like there's us and then there's that person. Right. And really, if a great, um, a great crew, a great 
you know, like studio, great. They'll be able to break that barrier. And it's just people. Yes. But around the it's, table. It, very true. Yeah. yeah. And if you listen to a great podcast and you're like, man, that was so good. They probably did that. They, yeah. they probably were able to break that barrier. That's cool. And so with, with people, sometimes you have a very limited time. And so you're working with all these different variables. And um, the, the, the one thing I'll say is when you do break that and you get a moment where you get to share with that person, it can... Uh, really translate through the mic, through the camera to where on the other end, you're, you're, you're feeling that thing or like, oh, this is true. This is so true. Um, you're getting those moments. And I'd yeah. say maybe my experience being in the room with the person, my job is to make sure that they feel as comfortable as possible and that what I'm doing is not another obstacle to getting the show done or getting right. that done. So in a lot of ways, it's um, that um, – I don't get to meet all these people. Some sometimes I don't get to meet them because wow. I'm taking the position of I'm not going to interrupt. This is a moment between the host and them, and this I'm just here to create the space. Yeah. And then there are some times where it's like you know I'm actually way more involved this time. Yeah. And I need to say something, and I need to like uh, put my hand on their back and say, hey, here's the microphone. Right. Or say, can I please? Can I get you something? Yeah. Can I can I get you coffee? Can I get you water? Right. Like, what would you like? And that. Uh, so what I would say is that posture, though, I've found by taking that, you get to have those little moments. And uh, to be honest, the the conversations that you're asking about the, that that I'm privy to, um, they range in from inside jokes to, you know, you get a, a person's sense of humor. And out of context, it doesn't really make right. any difference. I mean, I guess one is like with Bill Nye, he told me about this um, documentary that mm-hmm. um, he, he we had talked for about 15 minutes or so and he uh-huh. said, there's a documentary that I, or actually it's it's a movie about a documentary okay. I want you to watch. Okay. And so he recommended that to me based on our experience and um, that was really special to me. Yeah. That, that's a very rare moment, I would say, where someone makes a recommendation outside, right. you know, based on a short conversation that you have. Yeah. But that was a really special moment where I had shared with him that my teachers um, in middle school mm-hmm. would roll in the AV cart mm-hmm. and put in a Bill Nye VHS. Oh, and, <laughs> I love you know, it. so I got, I, it was the right situation where I said, hey, I'd like to share something with you. And yeah. I knew that every person that, is my age that has met him has told him this exact same story. <laughs> so I knew that going into it. But then he said uh, he he recommended he started singing his theme song back to me. And then he said, uh, oh, "Please watch this documentary or this." Sorry, I keep saying documentary. This movie about, about a documentary. documentary. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. And I was and I like that was another like really special, just like a small moment yeah. in between. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's cool. I've interviewed a lot of I, people that I think are famous, and I mean, who am I? You know, I'm. I'm someone from suburban Detroit and, you know, I've written a lot of articles and <laughs> mm-hmm. books, but I don't know that anybody knows me. And, mm. um, I've interviewed some people who have notoriety or are really well known. And what I love is just that they're really human. And I just look yes. at it as, you know, thanks for giving me your time and sharing a little insight from your perspective. And this is really cool. Yeah. And it, and then you relate on a human to human level, yeah. you know, cause that's really the only level yeah. if you want to be honest, you know, I, I, and I guess I, I kind of skipped over your question on that. I'm glad you brought it back <laughs> to that because there is a deep, there is like a common humanity between all the people that I meet. Yeah. And I would say too, that, um, I pass no judgment on if someone is rude or is busy and needs to, this is a thing they're just getting done. They need to move on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, I don't try to have any self-importance when I approach that, but when someone does rest and take the moment to be with you and to really take the time to honor 
the um, to the see time you. To, to see you. Yeah, that goes a million miles. Oh, I mean, for sure. it goes a long way. And um, well, it speaks more to their character yes. and who they are than anything else. Too. Yeah, yeah. You know, of course, we could talk forever, but I do have a couple of questions that I think are really important. Um, so one of them is, and I have to share this quote because you shared it, and okay. it's really profound. So you quoted the German theologian um, and the anti-Nazi dissident Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Is that right, Bonhoeffer? Uh, I, Bonhoeffer? Bonhoeffer, but okay. it might be the American. So, and that he said, those who love community destroy community, but those who love the brethren build community. So I really sat with that quote when you shared it um, because it's just interesting to think about that, that it is that human connection that creates community as opposed to I'm going out to create community mm-hmm. and like looking at it as the big picture. It's it's the very little picture that creates the big picture. And so I, I say this as a way of introducing, you know, this cool thing that you do every week, meeting up with friends that you've done for like a decade. Mm-hmm. And so I want to hear about that. And, mm. you know, how did this happen? Why? I mean, you have a busy life. You have a baby on the way. Yeah. You know, how did this come to be? And, and why is this an important mainstay? your life yeah so um i had a group of friends in high school that were really close um and then one of my friends uh spent some time in nepal Mm -hmm. and we would talk while he was in nepal i was about 19 at the time and uh we really value this idea of community how do we actually accomplish that Mm -hmm. and and we've seen um what a small group of committed citizens, like what the difference that they can make in the world Mm -hmm. if they just commit to um, greater ideals than just themselves. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking and um, he ends up coming back from Nepal back here. We had gone to high school together, like I said, and um, we end up kind of saying, let's meet on Thursdays. And um, through the years, we had just kind of continued and people come and people go as as they please. Mm -hmm. And uh, But people who are committed to... um, to loving one another rather mm-hmm. than just this idea of I, their own personal identity within a group of people. Yeah. Um, huh. I, we've found that that is how real change is made and how reconciliation is done. Mm-hmm. And um, so to answer your question about the Thursday thing, like how we kind of got into it, that's a little bit how we got into yeah. it. But in general, it's a lot of work because he just moved too. You know, he just moved away. He had oh, lived, he lived here yeah. for – um, 10 years and now he just moved again. So now we're in a new phase of like, how do we do this <laughs> now that you've, now you're in a different state. And, yeah, um, that's so interesting. So we're approaching a new season. Huh. And, uh, but we still, you know, everybody else who's still here in Michigan, we still meet on Thursdays. And that's very cool. The idea within the group too is that if you move away, if you come back, you're welcome anytime. That's really cool. And so if there's like um, this common agreement that it, when you come back, it's like we never left off. But uh-huh. the work is that you have to enter into conflict. You have to, you have to uh, really, you know, keep short accounts is what we say. Yeah. And so if you have a problem with someone, you don't let it just kind of like go. Mm-hmm. You bring it to them in a spirit of um, humility and say, hey, this is something I'd like to discuss with you. Yeah. And that's a really hard thing to um, foster and culture yeah, together. Yeah. But the, the fruits of that are... Um, Amazing. So, That's really cool. So we and it's a it's a it's a work to do. So we're, we're working on it. I feel like you're the theologian here. I'm like, the theologian. You're, you're like oh you're giving gosh. us this like spiritual guidance of how to <laughs> live a good life and how to 
how to be human. This is so cool. This is profound stuff, mm. you know? Ask me in 10 years, I might be like, hey, uh, can we delete that episode where I said that thing? No. But, nope. Sorry. Yeah. Uh-uh. Not happening. It's it's in, indelible there. Yeah. All right. So before we finish, I want to hear about the work you're doing with climate change. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm very passionate about climate change. And this is a um, kind of, it's been a building thing for me. Mm-hmm. I would say that uh, my work right now is that I produce a podcast um, called Outrage and Optimism, and it comes out every Friday, wherever podcasts are. Um, and my work right now is to uh, basically help build a podcast that informs people on climate change mm-hmm. and also um, is entertaining and, yeah. and interesting. And so we do interviews with people who are either in government or in business mm-hmm. or they're an artist, okay. and they are working actively. And so... Uh, Producing that podcast has totally shaped my thoughts on how important the climate crisis is to everyone who's alive right now, who has a say. <laughs> yes. And um, it's been a – it has been a thrilling ride of deep um, shifting in my personal life of, you know, how I conduct not only my daily – like what I'm responsible for as, sure. a, as a person, yeah. but then also – creating what um, needs to happen, which is huge innovations and change in how we as a society and as a world, like how we operate. Yeah. And I have contradicted myself a million times in that process of learning um, what what needs to happen, but it is a thrilling ride. And if anyone is interested in learning more about the climate crisis um, – and if they have questions, I would absolutely recommend looking into it and, okay. and finding if they feel that little bit of, I feel like I should be doing something, but I don't yes. know what it is. Yeah. Really dig into that. Really, you will find the answers. They are out there. Very cool. And they're very, they're actually pretty easy to find. So, well, we're going to share all this in the show notes for okay, sure. Great. For sure. So, um, my favorite ending question before mm-hmm. we, we say goodbye is um, what advice do you have for our listeners about how to find meaning and, and purpose in your life and in your work? Hmm. That's a great question. And I, I've listened to everyone else's answers <laughs> and I have asked myself this as I was anticipating this interview. <laughs> yeah. And my advice to people is to practice being silent. I love it. Yeah. Listen well. Listen well. Yeah. Listen well, be silent, and you will find the meaning. The, and I think I actually said in the with Kirsten, I said, the meaning will find you. Uh-huh. I don't remember what I said. I said, be quiet and be ready. Okay. Okay. So I said, um, sorry, can I say this in the, on the podcast? You can do whatever you want. Okay, You're going to be cool. editing I'm it. Editing so, this yeah. anyway. so, um, so I said in my pre-interview, which is what I really want to say, it goes along with this, but to be quiet and to be ready. Um, because whether you find your purpose, uh, whether you find the meaning or the meaning finds you, yeah. you have to be ready for it. It's really true. I mean, I believe strongly that the universe sends you where you need to go and you can keep silencing it or ignoring it and go in a different direction. It's going to keep sending you there. Yes. And and it's also not, um, you know, all of us have impact on a very local level and some of us might have impact on a greater level, but that meaning and that purpose is very close to home. Yes. And it leads to the next meaning and purpose and all that. Mm-hmm. So, well, Clay Carnell, I just love working with you. I'm so glad that you did this episode. Oh my gosh, it's so um, nice. Thank you. It's been great having yeah. you on the Make Meaning podcast. Oh, this has been great. And I love working on this podcast. So keep me around. Absolutely. You got it. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to the Make Meaning Podcast with Lynn Galadner. You can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'd love it if you would share our great conversations with your people so we can all add meaning wherever we go and whatever we do.